Hey, listen up, idiots. This is your spoiler warning. Also, you might get offended. So warning for that, too, you idiots. Well, hey, buddy. Hello, hello. Remember when we used to have that uh, elaborate intro? Yeah. And then we just quit doing that. Yeah, I kind of miss it. Do you? I do a little I don't. bit. It was cheesy and stupid, and it was always real weird when uh-huh. you brought somebody in as a third. Oh, yeah, and they and just had, had to, to sit there? in front of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> I always imagine they're like, what am I getting myself into here? It was almost uh, like Eric Andre level, like, yeah. subversion. Yeah, and it was, it's a real good litmus test to see who has watched or listened to the show yet and who had not. Mm. Because if they they probably wouldn't know what they're getting into, kind of stoic reaction. Yeah, when that's going down, you could see the worry in some people when we started doing that. It's like, oh, you you don't know what you're in for. Uh, I'll be honest, it kind of threw me through a loop when I was on Nerdy Thursday show because they rank everything on a scale of a bowl. <laughs> like how many bowls of some? Like it didn't make sense to me at all, and. I'd had like four beers during the recording that and I I didn't know what to even say. <laughs> it was one of the few times I was very flabbergasted and uh it was a bad time. Wow. Okay. Uh what uh what what was that episode? I was American Gladiators. Ah. It was okay. a good time. That part kicked ass. That's a little advertising right there. Yeah. Go find that one. It was a good time. Nice, very nice. What the hell are we talking about today though? Uh, we are talking about the Monster Squad. Yeah, and why are we talking about this? That's a good question. Uh, I think because it is a request from one of our patrons over at Patreon, but in general, just like a real good, solid dude who had a request. Yeah. And we wanted to do it because we like this guy, and that guy is Ryan Walters. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. Okay. Yes, it is. I, 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 was, I was really sure of this, but not 100%. <laughs> I would have felt real shitty if it wasn't. <laughs> I know you wouldn't have edited out me mm-hmm. messing up the person's name. Now that you're so unsure, I'm. I was also fucking almost positive, but you've got me second guessing. I thought now. I was. I'm pretty sure it's Ryan because I yeah. did send him the message like, "Hey, we're recording this one this week," and he sent me a bunch of hard eyes. Okay, then we're probably good. I think we're pretty All good. Right. Unless I'm he just really likes that movie. Sure. Coincidentally, yeah, and he's like, "All right, thanks for telling me. Don't know why." <laughs> He could be very confused. But no, I think this is for you, Ryan Walters, mm-hmm. our very humble and amazing Patreon supporter. Absolutely. Uh, if you want us to review anything for you, you know, just kick us a dollar. Yeah. We'll take it into a very deep consideration, which means we'll get it done. Although Ryan did make a... He had originally suggested the uh, the Vanilla Ice movie, uh-huh. I believe. Yeah. And then rethought on it and came back and suggested this one. I just want to go ahead and say, thanks, buddy. Uh, I really appreciate that uh, more than you know, because I've never seen Monster Squad. I've never seen the Vanilla Ice movie. I've never seen it either. <laughs> but I don't imagine it's good. I don't yeah. see how it could be better than the, the Monster, Monster Squad. Squad. Yeah, which I had also not seen before. So this is going to be completely fresh for the both of us. And I think we've shared our hand a little bit. Yeah, we will. And uh, it's not a surprise. I think we're kind of on the same wavelength for once. Yeah. That's kind of not for once. We get there a lot. I guess so. Yeah. I did wonder true. where you were going to go on this one. Yeah. Um. More so than I, I felt pretty confident where I would come in. Even, because even seeing who was involved, you still thought I might turn the other. No. Way. Once once I did see that, okay. <laughs> one I was like, 
oh, Ryan's going to love it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, immediately, I was like, oh, okay. I Me know too. I know what we're doing. Yeah. This is going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into this, Ryan, mm-hmm. I think we've had this discussion a couple of times on the show. But, hey, you know, people evolve. Opinions change. Let's see if they have for us. Ryan, this movie's based on monsters. Mm-hmm. What is uh, maybe your favorite movie monster? Is this limited to just the universal no, monsters? all monsters are included. This is a general discussion before we get into specificalities. Hmm. Is that a word? Because it is now. Specificities. Say, yeah. That, that's the word. <laughs> specificalities, though. Uh, now, that's a word I can get behind. So, uh, as <laughs> per usual, I did not know what the question was going to be, and I am... I really didn't either, till like, right now, and I was like... Flabbergasted oh, now, wow. trying to think uh, of what to say. We didn't even think of a question yeah. for this week's episode. No, we usually have something. Okay. Um, man. I'll go ahead. I'll let me jump in. You go ahead. Let me think on this. I'm going to go ahead and say, fuck it, man. It's coming out soon, and I'm super hyped. Godzilla. Oh, Okay. I have always been a fan of Godzilla, even as a small child. Okay. I remember uh, my daycare that I would have to go to because I am the child of a single parent family. Mm-hmm. That parent mm-hmm. had to work, so therefore I had to go to a daycare during the summer. I would take in my Godzilla tapes, though. And the girls always hated those days, but the boys, of course, we all loved Godzilla tape day. Which usually meant the next day we were watching a Disney movie. Girls love Disney Movie Day. Boys hated it. Although I secretly sure. love Disney Movie Day, but I would be like, "Oh, not yeah, Aladdin again!" Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, Aladdin fucking a. I did not like watching Beauty and the Beast though. We watched that a whole fucking lot. I remember. Yeah, that. I remember that. And uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Never watched that one really. I for some reason all they did in our little daycare that I was a part of when it was like that time for a Disney movie that went a lot and. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast was number one around there. And then that and Ghost Dad, the fucking Bill Cosby movie. Ooh, that's a blast. No, oh, that movie. All about that movie. I hate that movie. And I've seen it's it not good. so many times because of that fucking place. I only remember him getting hit by the bus. Yep. And the shot in the bus of his ghost or so going through it. And then being like, what? That's all I remember from that movie. But I've seen it at least five times. Yeah. I've seen it way more than that. The movie sucks. Yeah, okay. But I would bring in Godzilla tapes a lot. I had Godzilla yeah. versus Mecha Godzilla. I had Godzilla versus uh, Rodan. Godzilla versus King. Ghidra. Ghidra. Uh-huh. Yeah. I as a kid, I always said it King Ghidra. Like Ghidra chocolate. <laughs> I guess I don't know, man. No. As has been established on this show many times, I have a problem with names and reading words. I might be dyslexic. There's a chance. Uh, maybe. Dennis maybe. Villeneuve. I think it's, I think it's more... <laughs> Mark you Ruffalo. Just like, you're like, whatever. Yeah. That's what it's going to be now. Sure. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to ask. <laughs> I'm just going to say what it is. That is true. I would, be, I would be embarrassed to ask. I just <laughs> interpret it myself uh-huh. and hope I never have to say it out loud. Yeah, I think that's what it is. That's uh, exactly it. All right, so of all of these, and we'll get more specific into like the monster of Godzilla, but like of all these tapes that you had, what was your favorite? What was the tape that you loved I the f- most? I don't know if I feel like I watched the Mecha Godzilla one the most, but I didn't like Mecha Godzilla that much as a villain. I remember. Who would um, be your favorite villain? I don't know, man. I liked Rodan. I can't remember. I like the turtle dude too. I can't remember his uh, name. Um, I think it's a G. 
That's what I thought too. It's like Gazeki. Nope, it's not Gazeki. Uh, Gazeki. It's something like that. I forget. I don't know. Uh, Kesaki is like a Korean curse word. <laughs> yeah, Kesaki. Uh huh. That means son of a bitch. Uh huh. Kesaki. Um, I know that one. Fuck, it is a G. I, it's like yeah, I don't know. I don't care enough. Gamora. I want to say. It's I also Gamera. Had... It's Gamera. Yeah, I think you're right. It's Gamera. The you're turtle. Right. Yeah, that's way better than what I said. What, which is Gisaki? Yeah, Gasex or something? I don't Gasex. even remember. Gasex. It's solve all your loading problems it's, today. His name is Gex, the PS1 game. Ooh, talk yeah. about a game that doesn't age well. I don't know. I just liked it all as a kid because it's destruction fantasy. Absolutely, yeah. I had some Godzilla, like, I think I had like a 12 inch rubber Godzilla toy that, like, his arms kind of moved and his legs kind of moved. And his tail, and I would build giant Lego cities and stomp my Godzilla through. That was always a badass time. Nice. Good times as a kid, man. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, what about you, though? Did you think of anything? I did. Um, and it's different from yours in the sense that I went with you know, a monster that's not cool. But... Uh, the thing, like, I think the thing oh. is my favorite movie monster. It's not anything like I had a personal attachment to a kid. Like, I don't have stories sure. of like, hey, let's play the thing where we'll wrap arms together and just ride around on the floor for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I wished I would have played that as a kid. A great way to meet people. <laughs> uh, what what monster scared you as a kid? Let me ask that. Um. Shit, so many things because I was a weak kid. Uh, the troll in Ernest Scared Stupid scared uh, that, me. Dude, that scared a lot of kids. It did not scare me. None of them did. I uh, thought they were cool looking. I like that monster design. I do too. Does Chucky count as a monster? I would. And Chucky fucking terrified me. Absolutely terrifying. And then any kind of alien um, scared me. I remember the demons from the Tales from Ooh. the Crypt, Demon Knight. Love Demon Knight. Oh, they fucking terrified me. I also love Demon Knight. I own a copy on VHS. Dude, it's fantastic. It's and a great movie. I, Bordello of Blood's a guilty pleasure. It's yeah. not as good, but I still I'm glad you say it. that too. I a lot of people would go the opposite way. But I think Demon Knight is such a fucking Demon awesome Knight's movie. The better one. Yeah. For sure. Primarily because of Billy Zane. Let's be honest here. Oh, and I love how it gets like real biblical and really weird. Really bad. At, like they, they commit to the lore in that fucking movie, and yeah. I dig it. And it works at, at like that world has rules and everything follows those rules and mm-hmm. it makes it enjoyable. Oh, yeah. It's a good movie, man. But, man, I remember like watching it as a kid, oh, yeah. like through the eyes because like the demons fucking scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Because it was the way like now as an adult, I get how that effect works. But at the time, like the way that they did the hook back foot thing, mm-hmm. dude, it flipped me out and I would have nightmares about those things. Yeah. Oh, I got one. I got a favorite. Uh, the Blade Two vampires mm. from Gel- Del Toro's one with like the mouths that open up, open like the Predator almost. Yeah, I fucking love that design, and I think those vampires do something that none of the other fucking Blade movies have done, which is be menacing, be terrifying. Yeah, present a threat to Blade. Yes. And to the world at large, mm-hmm. like because it's like a virus that could quickly get out of control, and yeah, because what's cool is too is that. They pose a threat to regular vampires too. 
Yeah, which is the whole it's it's what every sequel in the fucking 2000s did, which yeah. is we need to team up with the bad guys to take down an even badder guy. Who was the bad bad guy in that one? Uh the name of that vampire? No, the the actor. actor. He was just a ball of nothing. But Ron Perlman was like the leader of the vampires. Who was the bad who's the vampire in the first one? Oh, it was uh that one is Brad Dorf or Yeah, Stephen Dorf, Dorf, man. Dude. You gotta watch season three, True Detective. Stephen Dorf is in it. Okay. Apparently it's really good. Oh my god, man. He's apparently it's real good. Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. Okay. Uh favorite monster though. Um, I go with those. I also, I don't know. I can stick on Del Toro because I think Del Toro. I mean, easily kills it with anything. Like the, the I Hellboy think... monsters, the the Pacific Rim monsters. I think Pan and the Pan's Labyrinth, the the, the Hunger Demon. I don't know what it's called because I can't remember right now. But like, I think all of his stuff is so visually the Pale distinct. Man. Are you talking about him? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, I think. I didn't so mention good. Del Toro because I think both times that we've asked this question previously, you just we've, go to Del Toro we've mentioned Del Toro. It. Yeah. I mean, anything. Even you take, like, the stupid fucking Seth MacFarlane gas man from 2, and, like, that's a great, clever design, and they use it appropriately. I love, like, the Angel of Death and Hellboy 2 with, like, all the wing yeah. eyes. Yes. And, like, uh, just, like, the weird moon face. Like, it's all great shit. It's very surreal. And he wins it. Yeah. Just it, I, Del Toro, any Del Toro monster. You just fill in the blank Del Toro monster. That's <laughs> my favorite. I don't even, I don't even have to pick. Um, I'm trying to think of other cool ones that I just like. I know you're a big fan of Predator. Oh, I've always loved and Predator. And design and everything. Right? And that's why I feel like I, I know I've had to have mentioned it before sure. too. So same with the Xenomorphs too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. As a kid, yeah, I couldn't get enough of Aliens and Predator. We had like two comic book stores in town and one sold like the DC and the Marvel shit mm-hmm. and it was on the square and then there was a different card shop on the opposite side of the square and down like not on the main uh, part okay. that sold like Dark Horse and shit like that and I'd go there and I'd get my AVP comics and all that shit and like nice. all the, and they they should not have been selling me that shit but they did. Well, it's a comic store. Uh, yeah. If that was a sale, they'll take it. Especially in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, they were yeah. hurting. Yeah, they didn't care, man. So I bought tons of AVP shit there because I love nice. those movies. I thought they were the fucking coolest. I had all the toys. I was super into no Aliens. Yeah. You know, I never did, but Jurassic Park hooked me that way. I was super into dinosaurs I did, I, and like dinosaurs. I had a lot of those toys, like toys too. Monsters. Yeah. I had the giant T Rex. Yeah, I had that, and it could like you pick the chunk out of yeah, its side. That was the coolest. Uh-huh. You had the the real life bites. You yeah, could take out of them, and huh? it would show its ribs. I say cool, so it was probably fucking stupid as hell. But like, oh, some yeah. teenage me loved it. And then I remember some Christmas, my mom got me like the paddock compound too, and you could like break through it with the T Rex. Yeah. So oh, awesome, yeah. man! I love that shit. I would say of all of the toys I had, the only one I had a complete collection for. Embarrassingly, embarrassingly enough, was the Batman and Robin movie. I had wow. fucking everything, including like a ninety dollar. It Oof. was it was supposed to be the Batcave Mansion, but it ended up just being like a stripper pole in like <laughs> random scenes of like a courthouse and whatnot. It was uh-huh. garb, but I had all of them. Oh man, all of them! All I can right. remember every single one. To the worst Batman movie. To the worst one. It was you know what it was, Boomer Thurman. 
even she back hit then, hard. She hit hard back then. Because even like I like Uma Thurman. She does not do it for me as Poison Ivy. There was really something about her Poison Ivy that spoke to young Ryan in a way that was so weird. I don't know what it was, but it stuck with me because ever that ever since then, like I see her in Kill Bill, I'm like, oh yeah, my heart, Uma. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it did not impact me that way at all. It didn't. It didn't. Sandra but, uh, Bullock was the same way with Speed. Nev Campbell why. was that way for me with Scream. I get it. Like she came on and like it was like the movie went slow mo, and I was like. <gasps> Who is that? And uh, it was like from then on. <laughs> Boyhood crush hard. Yeah. It was that's real a fair weird. One. That is a very fair one. Weirdly Shane Doherty for me. Never got into her. Yeah. And Mallrats. I, I would say I would her. say Shannon Doherty now might be up there in my top favorite monsters. Who's <laughs> this? <laughs> uh, she looks a little rough. Uh, <laughs> A little plastic wait. surgery didn't wait, take. Wait. Real quick, real quick, real quick. She's not one of the ones that's had cancer, is she? No, I don't think so. Maybe. Okay. If she has, she I feel like shit. But <laughs> the last I remember, Shannon Doherty, is she had misshaped eyes. And then she had some bad plastic surgery. That did not turn out very well. I think the last time I saw her was Scare Tactics, like that bad sci-fi oh, show. Yeah. yeah, that was around that time. She didn't look good then. It was then. before any plastic surgery, though. But she still she had... Was, she looked older. She still had the misaligned eyeballs real bad. Did she? Oh, they're real bad, dog. I've never noticed It's this. like some of the worst. It's it's really terrible. And this is from the surgery, though? No, this is just her everyday life. His misaligned eyeballs? Like, everybody does, but hers are to an extreme. Nobody's eyeballs are actually level. You say, all right, here's the thing. You say this, and I would never fucking notice this, because you also pointed this out about Kirsten Bell. Uh-huh, that she's got a lazy eye. And I never fucking noticed. Hers is very subtle. you said it, and now I notice. Yeah. So I don't think I need to hear you talk about this anymore because I will never notice these things. I know tons of imperfections on celebrities. Tom Cruise has a middle tooth. He All does, I know about Tom Cruise he is because he's, yeah. he's had a lot of work done. Uh, John Stamos has a fucked up belly button. His belly button's super jacked up. What? What yeah. does that mean? Like how? Like when he was a baby and they cut it, they fucked it up when they cut his belly button thing and it's super scarred up and it like it's so it looks like a it looks like Quaid butthole. No, yeah, kinda. It's like Quaid from Total Recall <laughs> or Quato. <laughs> Quato, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks like that Quaid. for real, man. It's real creepy. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. I think that's might be all I know. That was a very short list. Yeah. You really, you were blowing yourself up here. Probably. I was going to be like, all right, next five minutes, you <laughs> naming things. Let's go. Uh, I'm trying to think if I know anymore. Oh, uh, fucking Megan Fox's giant weird toe thumbs. You know, I know about this. I don't think they're that weird. I think they're pretty fucking weird. I don't think it's that weird. I don't oh, know. I've got fucking giant toe thumbs, so I don't know. Eh. 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 I don't know anymore, really. It doesn't diminish her Here's beauty. An... No. That said, her acting sure as hell does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't think of really anymore. I'm sure there's some, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. Yeah, you ought to know. Yeah. I'm very big into imperfections. I have many of my own that I focus on. Cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Speaking of Let's imperfections just let it to slowly, focus on. Uh, yeah. Just simmer after that one. And really just dwell on this. <laughs> Spot what come time to. are we at here? Whatever are we at here? Nineteen minutes? Is that where we're at? Yeah, yeah, about twenty minutes. I like it. Yeah, let's get into this fucking movie, dog. Let us.
lettuce, tomato, and onion. All right. So we typically do a breakdown of kind of how the story goes. And yeah. Allow me to do this because I will I will recount my reactions to this movie. So it starts off black wall of red text um, describing Van Helsing and his his accomplices trying to essentially use a mystical MacGuffin jewel that will open a portal to limbo It'll, to get rid of Dracula and all the evil monsters of their this time. This amulet holds all the condensed good, doesn't it? Isn't that what they also, said? Also, it's limbo. Yeah. It's, it's evil and oh. good. It's both. It's everything and nothing. It's oh, okay. limbo. Okay. Um, I misunderstood this whole plot. Then. And the very end of it, this this long paragraph text like Star Wars, like it's telling you kind of like the story and everything and setup is, and they blew it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, already off to a punk rock start. I'm down. Really like that part too. Then we get a credits scene immediately and the credits are shot to kind of essentially going around the monster places. Like you're in like a crypt and seeing like the... The tomb of Dracula opening and spiders crawling out and all kinds of things. It's gorgeously shot. Like this movie is very, very, very well shot for an eighties movie. I think it's 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 clearly eighties, but they do very interesting. Um, I think camera moves and angles. So I'm I'm getting into it more, and then the credits start going. <laughs> the makeup, makeup effects. Stan Winston. All right, you got me. We got thing. We got like so many good things. American Werewolf. Stan Winston. We're in good hands. I'm down. I'm down. And then written by Shane Black. And it's at that point. Not only me. written by Shane Black, it was also written by Decker. And directed by Decker. And then he also directed it. Yes. Yes. But Which, him and Shane Black wrote it together and then he directed it. I was unaware of this kind of team they had going. Black and, and Decker, baby. You know. It was a big it's thing. A, it's fucking brilliant. I didn't know this, but like they're most, they were together again on The Predator most recently. Uh-huh. He wrote it with Shane Black, and Shane Black directed it. Yep. And I think that is the only time they've done bad. Otherwise, nothing but fucking hits. Uh-huh. Like, I think every one of their movies really has a very specific tone, a very specific feel. They kind of subvert expectations just enough, but, like, give you kind of, like, the expectations you want. I... I, I I think Monster Squad adds to an already impressive catalog, and I knew it just from the credit sequence and before. Three minutes in, I knew I was in good hands. They've also got a very crude and black sense of humor, which is something I really gravitate towards. Yes. And this movie has both of those in spades, Uh huh. and that's also just all the more enjoyable. Do you have examples? Ah, Wolfman's got nards. Yeah, that's that's one. <laughs> that's uh, uh oh, and also the the telescope and uh, and the neighbor and her tits. Yeah, essentially, because like, what would young boys with a treehouse right next to like a hot lady's house do? Of course, they'd have a telescope set up to look at tits. Yeah, and there are several jokes in the movie about that, and I think there's even like a very quiet, subtle payoff for one of those that was done like real smart with like the pictures. Like, uh, Frankenstein accidentally clicks on the camera yeah. as it's aimed down there. He's like, oh, whoops, boobies. <laughs> and, and later on, we see the, the cool kid going through the pictures. His name's Rudy, okay? Thank you. You're going to have to do all the names because I don't per, remember. I don't, I don't know anybody else's name but Rudy but because fucking Rudy. Rudy is the best goddamn character right. in this fucking movie. Put a pin in this. 
I'm going to finish this, but then we're going right back to fucking Rudy. Okay. Um, so he's just going through the pictures and then he gets to that one. And he's like, whoa. And that's it. Then they cut to like Frankenstein holding the picture up from all the other kids jumping up and down. Yeah. And it's, it's so clever. If you weren't paying attention, you'd fucking miss it. It's, it's just like a nice little subtle scene. It's great. Rudy. Oh my God. This kid is Steve from Stranger Things. Like these two are Dude, the same exact kid. He, Rudy right? is like the coolest fucking kid that has ever been anything. This kid is. is fucking coolness personified. He's cool. He's fucking self-assured enough to like stand up to the bully for like that kid. He's just like, and he's super nice. He's, he's nice. Oh he's my God. Above all of this nerdy, stupid monster club geekery shit. But like he's still putting up because he just lets uh, oh, let's see what happens. Whatever, like no harm. We'll just kind of coast through. And he is. He's just. He is. He's one of the coolest characters and one of the coolest characters who actually earns it. Like, yeah. I feel like you know Rufio in Hook. Sure. Everybody's like, oh, Rufio's so cool. No, he's not. That's fucking bullshit. Artificial, made up shit that the movie tells you he's cool. He's not cool. I'm ready for the hate, and we're gonna weather it together because. Fuck Rufio. Right? Thank you. He's not right, cool. Bring it. He's just not cool. No. The only reason you think he's cool is because the movie tries so hard to, to tell, tell you, you that cool. he's cool. Mm-hmm. They don't show you. This movie, Monster Squad, Rudy beat shows the shit out of Rufio. why Rudy's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he pulls Absolutely. up on the bike, oh my god. He fucking fights the vampire chicks by himself? Rudy yeah, don't care, man. Yeah. And he even fucks up a little bit. He's too slow on the draw in the second one. Then he's able to stab his way out of it. He's fucking resourceful. He wears fucking Ray-Bans. He smokes cigarettes. He is. He's like, he's in a leather jacket on a bike riding around like fucking Marty McFly or something. He yeah. is. He is like that 50s cool cranked up. It's so awesome, man. I, yeah, it's great. He's a great character. Um, Other characters. Yeah. I think fair not as well. Okay. I think. Um, and, and, and again, I'll put my cards on the table. Like I had a fucking blast with this movie. I really, really dig it. I do have some quibbles, and one of the quibbles is Rudy Rudy stands out real well. All of the other characters I don't really think have personalities or arcs. They don't get really the attention because they they're, they're just, so bland. They yeah. all just kind of, it's it's by looks alone, or and they all have like the same kind of interchangeable quips. Like they all say like jokes that any one of them could say. Well, like the two kids are basically the same character, just two kids. The two main ones who were in detention. Yeah. Or, or who were in the principal's office, which... And then you got Fat Kid. One is the sis- One is the brother of the hot sister, and then the other one is the one who's real into monster movies and trivia. And he's also the brother of the little sister. Yes, yes. It, it kind of revolves around his family. He's the main family because we also see... His mom and dad going yeah. through like a potential divorce on the edge of one anyway, which I also feel is like a very Shane Black touch. Yeah, that there's it's, this it's disharmony. This, yeah, a touch of realism and the broken. Mm-hmm. There's already tragedy. What's going to bring this family together? But more, more tragedy. tragedy. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Uh huh. Holy shit, Jinx. Well, we got it. We got it. <laughs> but but I think those three main characters, the two that we discussed, and then the fat kid who's picked on. You any of their words, any of their dialogue, just completely interchangeable. Like they don't have distinct personalities. Like I think of Super Eight, and all of those kids had very distinct personalities. I think of I like Fat Kid e. that he gets. They have their own personality. Fat Kid gets a redemption arc, which I really enjoyed. He has a redemption arc, but I 
describe his character as a character yeah and like those three kids they're all gonna be the same i use i always i think it's the smartest thing red letter media has ever done and it's one of the first things which is like the phantom menace character test which is without telling me what the character is what they do or what they look like describe that character and you turned out you couldn't really distinguish between any of the characters in the first star uh, star wars movies I think that could be applied to these three characters. I think they all are the same. They're, what, unpopular, downtrodden. They get some kind of redemption. Uh, and then they're proven to be in the right at the end. Yeah. Uh, but personality-wise, you couldn't say, like, well, this one's the really smart <laughs> Man, one. Yeah, okay. Who's, like, completely detached from everything. He takes nothing seriously. He's on the this spectrum. This one is the book nerd who's, like, real into this. They don't have, like, real strong personalities. And I would say that would be one of my biggest and probably only complaints. Are they enjoyable? Yeah, absolutely. Do they that, have great lines? Fuck yeah. I, I laughed, um, maybe ironically, but I laughed at like the see you later band-aid breath and like these <laughs> things like that. Like they're stupid interchangeable lines. They're funny, but it, it, it leads to a whole group of people feeling very the same. I did like that kid's Stephen King rules shirt. That shirt was fucking awesome. Right? It was. And it was, I, I guess Stephen King's really gone through a cycle because I think he's right now back at like that peak popularity. Uh, I think he's always been relatively very well enjoyed and he was huge I, in the 80s. I think he was huge in the 80s and then I think he's been kind of out of favor for a bit with like 1408 and Under the Dome and like all of his political things made huh. a lot of fans whatever and I think there's been a lull, and I think now with it and like some of these other things coming back and like really <laughs> nailing it, we're in a little bit of a Stephen King renaissance. Pet Cemetery is supposed to be real baller. That's what I hear. And you know uh, what was that one on Netflix? Uh, Gerald's Game was real good. Oh yeah. And then is it fourteen oh two, which is the old tiny one? I can't. I don't think know. Of it. It's oh, Tom Jane. Yeah, yeah. But that one's also really good. Like he just those were all the short story ones. And you know what? They're doing it great. Like, I don't think we've had bad Stephen King. We're in a renaissance. So it's nice to have that before it all comes back. So, Ryan. Sorry. I am all over the place. This movie's called The Monster Squad. Yes. And we haven't really talked about the monsters a little bit. You've mentioned one. Mentioned one. But let's talk about all of them. Who's in this movie, monster-wise? So we've got Dracula. That's one. Who's probably the first and main one. Mm -hmm. uh, who is out looking for Frankenstein's monster. To gather the artifact because he's essentially the the indentured servant role. Well, like he's just kind of there to do what he's told. And Dracula can't get to it because it's surrounded by crosses. That's right. Um, the Wolfman. You have the Wolfman in the movie, though. Um, kind of a modern take for the time, uh -huh. which I thought was real interesting. Which I pin in that. We'll get back to that. Yep. We have the mummy. Yes, we do. Uh, and then we have the creature from the Black Lagoon are the monster squad. And I'd say those last two really get the short shrift of things. Yeah. Um, Especially the creature from the Black Lagoon. He goes out like a fucking punk. Yeah, and he really doesn't do anything at all. Like, he had a chance with the Twinkie. He's got a good jump scare. I think the Twinkie water is a good jump scare. But then he doesn't do anything. Yeah, he then just he goes just back in the water. goes like... away. And then the kid's like... I saw a creature. Yeah. Cut. What? Oh, okay. 
there's no attention. I guess it was maybe too scary for kids that we had to cut back. But the first half is the, yeah, he's trying to get his whole, Dracula's trying to get the team back together. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just want to say, I really like this Dracula. This dude is fucking eating it up, man. I do too. I think he's really good. I don't think his costume and makeup effects are the most threatening and yeah. they're a little childish. Which they is are. Re- real. I thought that too. There's a, Especially there's one yes. part where they really zoom up on him and I was like, man, they could have done something a little yes. bit better here. if they're Because again, they do modernize everything uh-huh. except for Dracula. Right. Like everything else looks like it's in a realistic sense, except Dracula does look still like a dime store costume. A little bit. Like a little bit. And I wonder how much is in it to again, I think this is what PG thirteen. Um was it? Maybe even PG. But like it's not an R rated movie, I don't think. Well, I don't know. I think it was R. Is it R? It's got some violence. Maybe not. I don't know. If this is all right, so this will be interesting. If you would please look this up, yeah. and I'll I'll fill the space right here. If this is an R-rated movie, then they did not push the horror nearly enough. And like any of the the leniences I'm giving it is because I thought it was nope, a PG. It's or, PG thirteen. All right, then it is. Then then I'm giving it lenience because I think with the PG thirteen rating, they weren't able to push things to be scarier. Sure. And so like I get why Dracula looks the way he does, and and Wolfman. Is I think the biggest travesty of it all. I think we, yeah, we kind of talked about this off mic. We um, have not talked about it on. Yeah, I I also agree. Wolfman did not do it for me. I liked <laughs> his setup was cool. I I didn't get like he just comes out of nowhere. Like so, this guy knows that he's a werewolf and has never run to a police station before. Like again, with everything, you get flashbacks to like show kind of the mummy coming up. You you kind of see Dracula and his quest and how he gets Frankenstein and all this. The Wolfman is literally just a person, a raving lunatic in a police station. Yeah. Screaming about he's a werewolf and it does feel like, well that's convenient. And And that's I'm what I said in this movie I I described it to you as convenience the plot cuz things yes. just happen to move to the next thing. Like Yes. There's yes. no real weight in anything that happens, but again, that's okay. It's a kids movie from the eighties. Well, like, here's the thing: it's eighty minutes. Yeah, it's it's a quick, quick, quick movie. It moves by quick. So, in a movie that's quick, I'm I'm more I'm more okay with conveniences because it moves on. It doesn't dwell in things. You have convenient things like this pop up in like a three hour The Dark Knight Rises. Then I have issues yeah. because you have the time to do better than that. So I'm not too offended by that, but you are 100% correct. <laughs> but again, and it works because it's a kid's movie. We're here to see these guys yes. fight the monsters. and Which we kind of do yeah, at they... the end. But it's all kind of a build up to like that big set piece at the end. But wait, actually, before we get there, I want to go back to the conveniences. Because well, because there's the another big one. fucking one. I think you and I are going to agree here. It's the Alucard. The Alucard? Alucard. Oh, yeah. And the stupidest fucking the, way for the, the kid to find out the about Dracula, Dracula mails him a package from Mr. Alucard. No, what to me the fucking one that threw me through a loop is that he sends Frankenstein to go get the amulet back. Frankenstein walks up and he stands over the oh, little girl yeah. and then we come back and they're just friends and we're never shown why. We're like I don't are we supposed to trust Wait. Frankenstein? 
What? Yeah. Say this again. So Frankenstein shows up. He walks yes. up behind the little girl, and it's like an intimidating shadow. And then there's a cut. Well, it's it's the it is a reference to the the Mary Shelley Frankenstein. Yeah. And I think in an instant we know things are going to go different because he shows up with the little girl, and they're okay. It's, it, it's but that but it doesn't it cuts there, and then it cuts to the boys coming home and running up, and they find the little girl. She's like, guys, yeah. you got to come see this. And yeah. then, but like. The last we knew, Dracula, who is Frankenstein's master, commanded him to go get this, and he said, kill them if you have to. But then all of a sudden, like, yeah. we're never shown why he's friendly with him all of a sudden. He's just like, Frankenstein's like, I'm not going to kill these people. Like, what? Oh, I think I think it's in a nutshell, because um, Frankenstein, I think at, at one point, I maybe, all right, so maybe this is contextualization. Uh, because it's not in the movie, but we all know Frankenstein as a character. Um, how he kills that girl in the Mary Shelley Frankenstein books is not through mean spiritedness, hate, anything like that. It's he sees the girl playing in the water and he wants to play too and he doesn't know what he's doing and throws the girl in there like she's throwing in a stick. And it's a pure childish naivety. And I think you bring that in, your association with that, and it just shows I think he was open to anything and like instead of being afraid the girl was just nice and i think we even see kind of touches of like people being afraid or like oh that's ugly like oh a monster so like that a girl would be nice to him i think is enough to distract him from his goal of finding an amulet also there was no time limit that we know of but well again i just thought it was weird because the Last thing we hear is he tells him to go kill these people, and then all of a sudden he's just best friends, and we're never shown why, and it's just... Well, because Frankenstein's not that way. I don't know. I It just felt like a very easy thing to go with. Like, well, Dracula's kind of a dick, and he's playing for keeps. It doesn't mean Frankenstein is. Frankenstein was in a fucking cell waiting for Dracula to let him out That's to true. do something. Like, yeah. I Already it was implanted in me, like... These guys aren't on the same wavelength. Like, this one's ordering him to go, and he's going to go rogue as soon as he gets the chance, which is what happened. Why, also, does Frankenstein wear platform fucking shoes? What is high. Why? When is this ever <laughs> explained? But, like, it's such a common thing. Why the fuck is he wearing these shoes? Just to make him more intimidating. But <laughs> it's yeah. so weird. It had to be so cumbersome. Oh, I bet. Yeah. It's not an effective mode to transfer. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's to make it easier to get away from the monster. Maybe it's a safety device that Dr. Frankenstein oh. designed him with <laughs> so that he can't chase him too fast. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, I did like... The Wolfman, let's go back to that for a bit. I... I called him the raccoon man out there because his, his face is so tiny. It's so bad. It's not very intimidating at all. It's not very intimidating and it doesn't seem like it has a whole range of movements either. So it doesn't even. Neither does the fish one. Convey any, the fish one's particularly bad because I don't think those eyes move. No, they don't all. move and he doesn't blink. No. Yeah. And the fish man works real well in the shadows. Yeah. And honestly, that's a lot of this 80s filming is like. This shit looks real good in a shadows. And then there'll be a shot where like it's a park. You're looking down and it's black over the whole park. But there's one area with like a ton of white, white fucking bright light. 
and they have Dracula or whoever go through that white light. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, why are you doing this? Like it 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 does not help the illusion of the monsters. Mm-hmm. Like you're just showing us like the real kind of low budget film feel to this all. Like they make some I don't know, not necessarily great decisions about the lighting of these costumes and kind of how they film the costumes. Yeah. I think they wanted to show them off. I think the Fishman could work a lot better if it's shot better. I think that wolf is fucked. Yeah. I don't think that wolf's going to look good however you shoot I mean, it. I mean, maybe you could just get a bigger budget, but I get yeah. it. You're not going to get much. Yeah. And again, kids, you can't make it much scarier than that because sure. this is not John Carpenter's The Monster Squad. <laughs> I would fucking love to see that movie. I would by too. The way. <laughs> um, I really like, there's a lot of good montages in this movie. Another 80s staple. Okay, yeah. Uh, I really like the one where Rudy's making the weapons in his shop class. He's like, yeah. he's forming <laughs> uh, vampire stakes on the belt sander. And then he's melting down the mom's silverware to make silver bullets. Real quick, like he puts in a spoon and, and then, then like immediately five pours seconds it, yeah. later it's ready to go. It was pretty good. <laughs> I like that little touch on too. On a Bunsen beaker, yeah. no less. But it was a cool touch, man. It's it's is that ingenuity of kids. They set it up. I yeah. mean, all right. So how the fuck is he getting gunpowder and like making these bullets yeah. in a shop class? But it's it, all illusion of disbelief. Yeah. Like you can put it away. They do enough. It's not distracting. It's, it's great. It's just kind of dumb and heartwarming. I don't know. I don't know. I like I, the, I, I watch the Monster Squad like I watch like my kid paint. Like you're not. Oh man, you're not doing this great. I just remember there's. Like, ah, I love it. There's also this little baby kid that's running around with him, and he sends this fucking letter to the army that says, "Army, there's monsters. Please come help." And then what happens at the end, Ryan? Come help. The fucking army shows up, and they're real dumb. That's awesome. But it's great. Oh god, I love. All right, so going back to the the. Dracula guy. I never thought he was like super intimidating. Like he was always, like you said, going for the scenery. He's playing for the cheap seats. Like he's just having a fucking blast. Yeah. And then they give him like that action set piece where he's taking down cop after fucking cop. That's badass. And I was like, did they just redeem this fucking like Adam West Batman version of Dracula? <laughs> And I think they did. Like, I loved it. Like, I was down. Like, again, illusion of disbelief. Like, suspension of disbelief. I keep saying illusion of disbelief. I wasn't going to correct you. You should have. I know, but I don't Uh, like to. Suspension of disbelief. Um, Nobody else has tried a stake or any fucking thing related to a vampire for this guy that clearly looks like a vampire. Sure. Like, only the kid is the one who thinks of this. So you have to kind of put that back in your head. But, like, it's still a fucking badass, long, long shot scene. Like, man, we also haven't even talked about the fucking scary German guy who is, I guess, a pretty, like, I didn't know this was a trope, but apparently there's a scary German guy trope who secretly turns out to be a Jewish guy uh, that uh, the neighborhood kids are scared of. Because this is also a thing in, uh, Mm -hmm. what, F is for family? Oh, yeah. And. Yeah. So I guess it's, I don't know if that is a tribute to this, but I feel like even that character on F is for family, I've I've seen in other things. Well, you always have like the scary neighbor or the scary old person, like the shovel guy and Home Alone. That person always exists. That is a trope. 
Uh, that's specifically a German guy. I don't know. Maybe F is F is for family kind of. Well, not only is it a German guy, but the kids like even in F is for family, they call him the Nazi when in fact he's a fucking like concentration camp because they have the tattoo. Uh I don't know that. I thought that was a pretty cool thing. And he he has to help uh, translate this journal because it's Van Helsing's journal, which again, convenience. My name is the plot, the movie. Uh There's fucking Van Helsing's journal. Is just down the street at a garage sale that the oh, mom yeah. picked it up for like a dollar because her kid, she knows he likes Van Helsing. Huh. That's a pretty fucking historical artifact to just find at a garage sale. Again, just up the street in America that you just translate and find out that, oh shit, it's the hundred year anniversary tomorrow. Wow, we got to do something. Ah. It's so fucking great, though. It works. You're right. Well, and again, this is all going to the suspension of disbelief. This is in a movie, again, that starts off with they blew it. And then at one point, the portal to limbo gets opened and Van Helsing is there to take Dracula back with him. And Van Helsing, knowing none of these fucking kids or anything, just gives them like the, the Chuck thumbs Norris up. thumbs up. Yes. I mean, like, this movie kind of knows it's that being part, silly. Like, that part this, was awesome. This movie's in on the joke. It, yeah. it gets it. It's like Evil Dead or, yes. or yes. Army of Darkness. Like, it knows it's being campy. It knows it's being silly. I, forgot. I love and that. it just wants up. to have fun. It's so fucking When I saw it, I just cr- I cracked up. I was like, oh, my God, yes. It, it's so... All right. And also, uh, God, there's, like... A brilliant piece of editing in the montage stuff um, where they're going around asking about the virgins. Oh. And that spit take and then the cut, like, uh, so they go up to the Rudy. I think Rudy's the, yeah. the, the, the cool one, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and they're like, hey, do you know any virgins? And he just yeah. spits out all of his drink and it's like a real quick cut in editing. That is fucking hilarious. Just... How quick that joke was inserted. Yeah. It's like three seconds and it's done. I, I, this movie is smart too. Like it, it knows what it's doing. It's having a great time. I like how his older sister lies the whole time about being a virgin. And she's like, well, that one didn't count because I didn't like him. He's like, what do you mean it didn't count? Uh huh. It's, it's also, uh, maybe a little weird that the whole finale revolves around this five-year-old virgin little sister and then the german guy is just like oh we've solved and he's like excited it's like you're just essentially putting her in danger like yeah this is and she know, does get in danger dracula comes up and lifts she's her up by her real face close to dying yeah, yeah. <laughs> calls her a little bitch yeah, yeah a little but that's like the the violence and like kind of the the scales in this one at at least you can say it has stakes you yeah know, man. no pun intended it has stakes, whereas, like, some other movies don't when it comes to, like, their kid characters or whatever. Like, you hear that Dracula line early on, like, if if they get in your way, kill them. Yeah. Like, you know the stakes are real. Um, They but put a of, stick of they, dynamite they do in the wolfman's pants. They, they, and he that fucking... That part is awesome. Instagib blows up. Yeah. Which fucking blew my mind. That part I was awesome. I never saw that coming in a movie. And then years. he puts himself back together. Which it, is a weird twist on the the were, werewolf kind of. He can't ideology. be killed by anything. Yeah, like no. I, that makes sense. And once you think about it, it's like, oh, okay. Well, but, but you never. I think in all the werewolf lore that. I know, it's a silver bullet or like massive bodily trauma. True. Can yes. also fuck them up. Because like I don't know, there's some story I'm reading about monster hunters now, and that's one of the, like they're like, uh, yeah, you can do that, and he, this dude kills a werewolf by like making like 
laying it out of a fourth or like 20th story window and it lands on a car uh sure sure and it splats yeah nothing exactly it's not coming back gotcha but it was really cool man and he's they there's fucking dynamite everywhere in this movie yeah i dracula in a real fuck you move throws it into the cop car I was going to say the fucking treehouse. Oh, that too. So, like, he's trying, I don't know, to make a point to the kids if he thinks the kids are in, in there. there that's what, what I thought. But he throws, like, a fucking sick of dynamite up there and blows up their treehouse in spectacular fashion. It's so fucking dark, dude. It is. It is. So, and he even drops a one liner as he's walking away. I forget he what he says. It, but. It's something like, uh, oh, it's something like, uh, it, it's it, it's calling them out specifically yeah. he's like how's that for your monster squad or, or so, something. yeah i don't know and he walks away from an explosion like yeah. a total badass not looking at it was a cliche uh-huh um but like even all right so all that's fun and badass like it's got a good sense of humor and i think it plays with expectations like that in a way that makes for always an entertaining experience but like i also think again like it's it's so well shot like the, yeah yeah i love the shadow transformation of dracula where we see like the it mom zooms. watching and then on the house we see the shadow kind it's of a real nice animation. cheap way to get around it and it, it works yeah it is and even like the the four or five like cut scenes between like the different stages of dracula like as his fingers are lengthening out to the wings like i think it's well done is it cheap yes is it low budget yes but i still think it's effective yeah i think it works i like when they clip dracula when he's flying in and they run up the stairs and he's like oh yeah he's like in that half bat half man that that part was really cool Uh uh-huh that's probably like the most disturbing visual in the whole movie one of them yeah i i love that i love the the mummy in the way it gets taken care of which is again rudy saves the day he he's the only one who does anything Mm -hmm. outside of the fat kid yeah uh again total bitch way to take out the fucking black lagoon creature just what... a shotgun blasts the chest like yeah, it works so literally anybody could have like what good is this monster do yeah he walks slowly towards you and has a susceptibility to bullets great but uh the the mummy gets shot with like an arrow they he tie his strand they tie his that's it his, his foot strand to the bow and then shoot it at a tree as they're driving in a truck there you are and yeah, it starts to unravel him. And it looks, it's a cool effect that mm-hmm. works. And then you get that classic line of smell you later, band-aid breath. <laughs> yeah, it gets up to like his torso and he, he just gets disintegrated. And yeah, that's that's a great line. Man, It's it was such a cool scene. It is, it is. Mummy has a really cool death compared to some of the others. I did like yeah. when the wolf man dies and he turns back into a human and he says thank you yeah that was a pretty dark part yeah and dark and yeah yeah yeah, adult it's an adult situation i did like too that the wolfman like tried to escape and like warn people he like that was a cool touch too he didn't want to be what he was Mm -hmm. but he was Mm -hmm. helpless to deal with it yeah it was tragic it was good i I love the father-son stuff too like the the one shot where they go outside when he kind of has to blow him off and he's not allowed to go see the movie with his friends that he comes back that night and then goes out on the roof. Yeah, with using him binoculars to, to watch, watch another movie. In yeah, all the way down there. It's like I, it has like enough. It's got heart, good man. Touches. Yeah. It's, again, it's that Amblin film feel. It's like yeah, a very it, well, it, Spielbergian almost, but like ramped up eighties movie. That's when horror works best when you care about the family. That's why people get freaked out about Poltergeist because it's fuck yeah, it's this family that you're like living your day with, and then kind of cutesy weird shit starts to happen and then the cutesy takes a really dark turn 
Poltergeist is fantastic. Yeah, but compared to like a slasher movie where it's dumb teenagers that are intentionally annoying, it's like well, usually it becomes yeah. moral yeah. lessons. Is like oh, they had sex, so they die. Oh, they're not a good person, and they were mean to this person, so yeah. they're dying. So then it becomes like a morality play. Yes, and that's one way of doing horror. But to have that be the only way is not. Sometimes it leaves you cold to the characters and you don't care as much. So who was your favorite monster? Ooh, it's an interesting question. Uh, I don't know. I would probably have to go with I don't know, probably the wolf man. As yeah. much as I don't like his design and I think he looks so, so stupid. I love the back and forth with the, that human character. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked love... when he was sneaking up on the dad in the up. Uh, that part was really creepy. Yeah. Because he's like back there out of focus and you and just again, see him you coming. Get, like the huge, the reveal of him blowing up and pulling himself back <laughs> together. And that, that like alone part. was like one of the highlights. I also of the did like his me. transformation. They did a cooler, different thing that I've never seen a wolfman do where like his skin was bubbling. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool touch. Yeah. Yeah. What um, about you? Who would be your favorite monster? I'd say design wise, I really like the look of the mummy. Okay. I, I thought that was a very believable yes. mummy. If we're going um, design wise, I'm with yeah. you. I think they nailed it. And he was he was fun. I kind of like that he was off doing his own thing. I like that he showed up in the closet as like the monster, and like the dad opens it and is not looking. He's like, "See, there's nothing in there, you dumb kid." And the mummy's just there, like, "Oh, that was awesome. It was a cool touch." Mm-hmm. And I like that he was just doing his own thing, and you forget about him. And then he showed up, like you see him again, out of focus, walk onto the road as like it's this yeah. long shot. And that part was really cool. And I was like, oh, fuck the mummy. I forgot about this guy. Yeah. It brings it back around. It's a cool surprise. Yeah. So uh, I really like the mummy. I'm trying to think of our scale here. And I guess I'll just. Ryan, on a scale of one to five classic universal monsters with five. Yes. Being the absolute highest score. What would you rate Monster Squad? Uh, For my first viewing, I say it's a solid four. I, there, there are a few things that. Like I said, stuck out with me. That's like, eh, I'm not really crazy about this. I don't like the Wolfman's design. I don't think the the three lead characters have enough personality outside of like one's fat and gets revenge later from the guy <laughs> from the Wonder Years by shooting. Yeah. It's like, ah, eh, it's all a little easy and convenient. The Dracula Alucard scene like made me lose my fucking shit it was, with convenience. It was awesome. Um... Uh, see, I go the exact opposite. Oh, it's so way. dumb! It's, it's so, it's so bad. dumb. Yeah, it's so bad. But all those complaints aside, I had a fucking smile on my face the entire time I watched this fucking movie. I was eating it up, like all those big dumb moments we talked about. I loved the fucking house getting exploded and Dracula taking out all those cops. Like, I think there's so much good here, mm-hmm. and it's it's just it's just a blast. It's just a fun fun ride. So, four out of five. Yeah. What about you? I'm in the exact same boat, man. Four out of five. Although I say all those things you said, but this movie's got Rudy, man. And Rudy <laughs> also kicks a mad amount of ass. Who's also the one with the the power glove? Like, no, it's not the same. No, kid. no, no. Who's that guy? Oh, like it's so bad, Lucas. Or yeah, something? that's Lucas. He's also another kid. Like I think people would ironically say, like, oh, what a badass character. He's like, nah, he didn't earn it. No. Rudy earns it. Rudy's way Rudy more badass like than Lucas. Rudy is the best teenage badass kid ever in a movie. He's I fucking think. great. Yeah. Um. So yeah, four to five, man. 
Uh, I guess the, the the bigger, more true question, too, though, that we'll end on. Ryan, would you watch this movie again? Absolutely. Yep. I yeah. would too, man. Absolutely. I would I would as well. So I think this would be a fun one to have a party over and have it playing in the background during yeah. Halloween. And then just it, You just experience. come in and out and you see some weird things happening like oh, what is this for like five, ten minutes, have a drink, and then you can go out and it's fine. So uh I wanna just again thank Ryan Walters mm-hmm. for uh this recommendation. Yeah and for being a Patreon supporter, man. And I thank mean, you, thank you, thank you again for not making us watch that Vanilla Ice yeah, movie. Yeah, we really appreciate that. It but, would not uh, have been fun for anyone. Thanks for your support. Thanks for anybody that does support us on Patreon. Uh, if you do, or if you'd like to, only cost you a buck. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, then you can request us to review anything game or movie-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also got some brand new shows. We just announced one today, which is our comic book club. We killed drunk casts. We're bringing in comic books. Mm-hmm. It's a new age, new era. Yep. The year of betterment. We've Absolutely. Also, we've also got our uh, our King of the Hill show. We'll tell you what. That's uh, also progressing, man. Kind of crushing it lately. So yeah. we'd like to welcome you all to Patreon. If you want to get in, we'd like to have you there. Uh, and until next time, man, I'm Kyle. I'm Ryan. We'll check you guys later. 